It's time to get to know another one of the Cardinals' young prospects, and today we're hanging out with outfielder Alex Idesernia on Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us in places like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, as well as YouTube. YouTube, a big deal. Like, subscribe, comment, be a part of the show, hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted this is a show serving cardinal nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat today's episode is being brought to you by ebay motors a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same goes with your vehicle so for parts that fit head to the ebay motors and look for the green check stay in the game with ebay guaranteed fit ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply so the trade deadline is in the books the 2023 season for all intent purposes is in the books as well for the major league team which is an odd spot for the cardinals who uh you know haven't been here in quite a long time but it is the reality and to turn things around at the major league level you have to rely on your prospects who the team has drafted and are developing at the minor league level. So today we're joined by one of those players that was just taken in 2022. Seventh round pick, Alex Idesernia. Welcome to the show, Alex. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me, JD. I'm excited to be on the show. Hey, thanks for uh, giving us some time to hang out today. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and watching out there, uh, let's get to know Alex a little bit more. Now, Alex, born in New York, did you did you grow up in New York as well? Uh, so I was born in Staten Island, New York. Um, my whole family is born, th- uh, grew up there. So uh, I'm the youngest in my family. So uh, when we moved into New Jersey in 2005, Jackson, New Jersey. So yeah, family's from New York, but I was always in Staten Island a lot, but uh, I'm a New Jersey guy. So um, born in Jackson, New Jersey, going to the Jersey Shore a lot. So uh, now, now I live in Neptune, New Jersey, which is closer to the Jersey Shore by Asbury Park. Um, but yeah, I love it. Big Jersey guy. All right. And um, what so when I was thinking New York, I'm thinking, all right, anytime I'm up there, it's pizza and this and that. What is everybody in Jersey? Uh, what, do, what do you guys push as far as food products? Because everybody's a foodie these days. What, what is it that Jersey has to offer? I mean, Jersey's got everything. But uh, yeah, mostly the pizza, the Italian food. I mean, even Chinese food is the best up here. So, I mean, it's got, it's very similar to New York. And you could see, I mean, over the past, I mean, in my lifetime, a lot of people from New York have obviously moved to New Jersey. So it's like my whole hometown of Jackson was all New York people. So it was like it was it was like being in Staten Island. So even like all my right. buddies, everybody's from New York. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, so when it comes to food outside of uh, pizza, what what's a what's the favorite cheat meal for you? Like when you do get back home and you finally get a home cooked meal, what is it that you want? Uh. Probably, I'd say just like nice steaks on the grill or maybe some chicken parm and pasta. But yeah, pretty simple. But a lot of, what's, a lot the, of what, what's, what's the temperature on your steak? You medium, medium rare? You like it well? What do you do? I like it medium rare. 
My guy, my guy. Yeah, I don't know. I understand the people who want to turn it into a, a piece of charcoal. That's just oh, weird yeah. to me. I don't That's, I have seen that. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about baseball, all right? Um, growing up in the New York, New Jersey area, obviously a lot of people live there. <laughs> there are a lot of kids who want to play, and we think it's crowded in St. Louis. You know, you go out to the complexes during the summer, and obviously baseball's huge in St. Louis, but we don't have nearly as many people as you guys got going on in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, what was that like having to play ball? Was it uh, like, is it just jam packed every weekend with tournaments and stuff? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the one thing I'll say is my little league games, probably the most pressured games I've ever played in my I <laughs> act and like the getting to the all-stars, the district tournaments and trying to get to the league world series. That was, that was, that was the world series. But uh, yeah, definitely growing up after that, uh, like my teenage years, like the the tournaments are great. I mean, there's a bunch of places over here. We got Diamond Nation. Uh, you go down to Maryland, you go to Ripken, and then this is obviously all the local tournaments. So Memorial Day weekend. So yeah, it's um, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of teams. There's a bunch of options of teams to play for. I mean, it's I think it's a definitely gotten bigger now than when I was there. Even my brothers, there was like one or two travel teams in the town. Now there's probably twelve teams in the town. So it, it's gotten. Mm-hmm gotten different so um yeah little league was definitely bigger back then than it is now it's it was crazy so who did young alex root for and uh who was your favorite player when you were growing up i was a yankee fan i am a yankee fan but uh growing up uh i like Derek jeter jeter can't go wrong with the captain yeah <laughs> uh high school wise what, what what kind of player were you in high school like has baseball always been your thing or were you somebody that like most of us dabbled in other sports when we were in school yeah so uh, for the most part i was uh i played baseball but then uh growing up for from probably elementary school through middle school and to my freshman high school i also was uh in wrestling so uh i loved that but Definitely with wrestling comes cutting weight and all that type of stuff. And if you want to be great at wrestling, you got kind of like with baseball, you got to do it all year round. So um, yeah. after my freshman year of high school, I, I chose baseball. I was, cause I was going into my sophomore year playing varsity baseball at 130 pounds. So I was like, all right, we got we to gotta put some weight on. So uh, <laughs> then I, then I started doing uh, winter track during the offseason. I did throwing and I did, uh, I did running as well, too. I ran like the 55, so pretty much like a 60-yard dash. But that definitely helped a lot because I got to do great lifts and stuff like that. And then, yeah, and there was baseball. I'm obviously doing that all year round. So let me, how are your ears? If you were a wrestler, you didn't get any of that cauliflower ear stuff, did you? Yeah, I got lucky. I mean, <laughs> all year round, I get it. I mean, I made sure I wore my headgear because once you get that stuff, it's pretty much permanent. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody likes that. It's not really a turn on for anybody. A uh, so a lot of the wrestlers. After- Go ahead. I'm sorry. A lot of the wrestlers kind of like it's something they want to get. Like it's kind of like, yeah. you like you do it all year. So I guess, but so like right. a badge of honor, but just yeah. disgusting looking. <laughs> all right. So we get out of high school. We end up going to uh, Elon University in North Carolina. What was it about that particular school? Did you have other offers or was there something about that, about Elon that you were just like, I want to go there. That's something that interests me. Yeah, so I started the recruiting process um, my sophomore sophomore summer. Um, I was playing with Baseball U and going to all the perfect game tournaments. Uh, I had I was talking to a bunch of other schools, but Elon was actually my first offer. Um, went on a couple other visits, didn't really get any other offers. 
Um, but then, yeah, I went down to Elon, talked to Coach Kennedy, Coach Huff, and realized that it was a perfect fit. And um, it worked out perfect, and I wouldn't change a thing. Now, let's go into the stats in college real quick, because 2021, you were tearing the cover off the ball, dude. You were hitting 368, you got 10 dingers, you got 30 RBIs in 44 games, and your your star is whew, it's skyrocketing. And then in 2022, the numbers dip a little bit. Not that you ended up falling off the face of the earth, but the average comes down to 276. Uh, you got 44 ribbies in 55 games. What do you think was the biggest adjustment between the two years? Um, I think it was really just me. It was uh, definitely a small mechanical issue I was going through, and okay. definitely during a season, it's kind of tough to try to make changes. And I think that's where I ran into some trouble. I tried to make some changes and then it kind of all started spiraling. But um, to this day, I think that's a, that was a great learning experience for me because in a long professional baseball season, stuff like that's going to happen. And I've seen it this year a little bit too. So, and I'm ready for it and you know, not to panic and you'll get out of it. So yeah, I mean, in a short 50 game span, if you get into a little bit of a slump, that's your, your numbers, your numbers will dip. So um, right. I felt like when I went out there every day, I could beat, beat that pitcher. So, I mean, I'm just trying to win games on my team. So, yeah, it was but the year before that, 2021. I just kind of felt like I felt good the whole year. My mechanics were on. And, like, when something did feel a little off, I was able to fix it quick. And that's kind of just something, like, day to day. Like, when I'm here, I'm learning to get through, making those quick fixes and trying to not overthink things and stuff like that. Yeah, and, that, and that's one thing that fans, you know, they'll harp on. Like, you'll see, a, like, a professional player. Like, the one that, that I always talk about that I, I get a lot of flack for is Nolan Gorman, where, like, last year, you know, Gorman has a rough stretch, and everybody's like, trade him. He's terrible. <laughs> like, get rid of him. I'm like, you guys, this is a six-month season. And at the time, he was only 22. And I'm like, what? what are we doing? Like, what are we talking about here? Everybody goes into slumps. There was a time at the beginning of this year that Nolan Arenado looked like he had never swung a baseball bat, like in April, like he had, he was so lost. And then you're able to bounce back from these things. And like you said, in college, when you only have like a month and a half worth of games, yeah. you know, as far as uh, the amount of games that you play compared to a major league season, you know, it's uh, it's tough to fix all of that and then have your numbers still, you know, at yeah. the elite level that you were doing in 2021. Yeah, and definitely like also like knowing you had a great year in the past, a great past year, you're trying to chase those numbers in a way almost, and that's that's the worst thing you could probably do. Yeah, put a lot of extra pressure on yourself yeah. probably, and yeah, understood, understood. Well, the Cardinals end up taking you in the uh, seventh round of the 2022 draft. We're going to talk about that and uh, about your pro career now that, that you are a professional. We'll have more with Alex coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you want to win 100 times your money on Daily Fantasy Baseball, then you need to check out the Sleeper app. It should be something that you already have onto your phone. But if you don't, Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. It's become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world. They've had over 5 million active users just in 2022 alone. And it's not just about sports with this app. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. They're now offering up to uh, 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Tyler O'Neill, uh, somebody who has homered in back-to-back -back games. I warned you about it yesterday. I was like, he looks like he's starting to get locked in. Hits a dinger last night. Is he going to do another one tonight? 
possibly something that you could maybe put a little money on. On Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and then select more or less the stat categories you think they're going to do good in, like I mentioned, home runs. Uh, But you can go strikeouts if you want to go pitchers. It's up to you. Get your picks right. You could win big. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's really just that easy. So if you haven't checked out the app yet, Here's kind of what it looks like on our YouTube page if you want to look at it. But uh, check it out for yourself in person. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. All right, we are back with Alex. And uh, a reminder, the Cardinals are going to battle the Twins tonight. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. So I want to talk about draft day. All right, draft day is something I'm a, I didn't get drafted. I went and played D1. It never happened. It didn't work. So I always have to live vicariously through you guys who got to enjoy the experience of actually hearing their name or at least seeing your name uh, selected. So where were you and what were you doing when the call came down that the Cardinals took you in the seventh round? Yeah, so um, I kept it pretty small. I mean, because I was kind of – I knew I was going to be a day two guy, maybe an early day three guy. So it was kind of like I didn't want to, like, make a too big deal out of it. I had my family there. Um, I had my girlfriend there, and I had a couple aunts and uncles there. But, um, yeah, so I was home. I didn't know if I was going to go in the fifth round to the – Day three. So it was kind of just sitting there and waiting, waiting for calls um, from my advisor and stuff like that. or my now agent. But um, yeah, so I was home and we were all just kind of chilling on the couch, eating some food. We, my mom cooked a little bit. We we're all there kind of waiting, excited, kind of knew we knew it was going to happen, but not really which team. Um, I talked to obviously like with the Zoom calls and everything, pretty much everybody. Um, but yeah, so I was home. It was the comfort of my own home in uh, Neptune, New Jersey. And it was it was a great day. Did you talk to the Yankees? How was that? Um, I talked to the I talked to the Yankees, uh, yeah, on a Zoom call. But yeah, it was it was it was great. It was pretty normal, like kind of how all the other calls were. You weren't a little more excited when the Yankees called you. <laughs> Being your team. I was just hoping to get drafted. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, so you get taken seventh round. Um, being somebody that grew up on the East Coast, what were your initial thoughts uh, about the Cardinals organization? Because Cardinal fans think that we're the center of the universe and that everybody knows what we do at all times, and it's really not the case. Uh, were you all that familiar with things that had gone on with the Cardinals and uh, any background about about the team? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, I know that um, the Cardinals have second most world championships and all that type of stuff. But, I mean, the one thing I can remember about the Cardinals is when I was growing up there, I feel like they're always in the World Series 2006. And I remember that. That was like probably like my first like memory of like watching a World Series, like six years old is when you start actually like remembering stuff. But um, yeah, and then obviously the whole David Freeze home run. Like I remember, like I watched yeah. that video many times, probably the, probably the coolest World Series game I've ever seen to this day. And yeah, so I mean, I always knew the Cardinals, always loved the uniforms. I mean, it's a classic uniform, so... And also even Bush Stadium, just a classic ballpark. So, I mean, I've known so much about the, known a lot about them. But, yeah, uh, I love the organization. Have you have you ever – had you been to Bush Stadium before they drafted you? Did you get a chance to travel there? I have not. 
It's a good, it's a good place. I'm not saying it's Yankee Stadium, but it's a pretty good place. Not too bad. Not too I, bad. I, All I, right. I, so you get drafted and you get sent down to Palm Beach to start your career. Um, what do you feel like was the most difficult thing about going from college baseball to, to pro baseball? What was the most difficult part? Um, probably just uh, I mean, it feels like when you're facing pitching, it's kind of just like you're facing a Friday guy in college every day. I mean, like you're facing a number one starter in college every single day, which is good. I mean, it, it gets it gets you to learn. And the thing is, you can't take a day off. Like, so you're playing every single day in college. You play three games, three or four games a week. So you don't feel good one day. Well, you got a game the next day. So that's kind of one thing I kind of learned in college summer ball. And then once I got to uh, pro ball, um, kind of settled in with that. But yeah, it was. I mean, it was a little bit of adjustment, just make it, just being sharp with everything I do, and obviously more eyes on you and everything. But it's still just a game, and after after you get those first three games out of the way, you're kind of like you're in the mix of things. So it's it kind of calms down a little bit. For people that were uh, watching the College World Series this year, uh, obviously they're still using metal bats. What was your uh, initial thought when you had to switch to the uh, wooden bat? I know you did some summer league and stuff, but what was your first thoughts when you had to start using the wood? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, like I used it in the summer league, um, hit pretty well with it. So I wasn't really worried about using them. But more of it was like, all right, now I'm on my own. Which model do I get? There's all the different models. So I'm like, I'm trying to pick the best one. And like, and then I see someone else have a good one. I'm like, oh, I kind of I kind of like that model. So stuff like that is the big difference. No, and then once you break them, you got to order more. So stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> A little more of a pain in the butt when it comes to uh, getting your bats back together. Uh, do, is there something that you do to your bats that you like to? Are you a big pine tar guy, or uh, what? What is it that you like to do to set up your bat? I change it up a lot. I mean, honestly, uh, in the beginning of the year, I was a uh, I had a lizard skin grip, and then mm-hmm. it honestly just depends on like the uh, thickness of the handle of the model of bat I have. And honestly, like if I'm not feeling good, I'm like, ah, I'm gonna change it up. I'll, I'll just go to like regular wood, just no grip with pine tar and then some days i'll use the grip so i actually just put a grip on yesterday so we'll see how that works out. yeah you ever use the uh the hockey puck ones that like goldie's using and stuff or have you not messed with those yet i've I've used them in like batting practice and stuff like i've tried other guys but i've never really gotten myself to order them i i've heard i've heard great things about them and they feel good but um i'm just kind of used to the regular bat and i kind of like hang my like sometimes i hang my like pinky off the bottom so I don't want that. I to got happen. you. Yeah, that'd be a little bit of an issue unless you had the, the biggest pinky ever for yeah. uh, the hockey puck. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have more with uh, Alex uh, in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what his thoughts are on what's going on with the Cardinals organization. And uh, we've got some other fun questions to ask him. So uh, more with Alex, ID Cernia coming up next on Lockdown Cardinals. All right, we're back with Alex. A reminder, again, the Cardinals are uh, playing at Bush Stadium again tonight against those Minnesota Twins. Beat the AL Central leaders last night. Put on a power display, ripping four home runs, three of them in one inning. Uh, Dakota Hudson had a great game. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM map. Just search Cardinals. Um, as, as a player in the Cardinals organization, and you mentioned, you know, you guys are playing every day too. It's not like you had a ton of time to just sit around and look up stats and be a nerd like I do. But uh, do you guys keep up with everything that's happening with the big club and uh, how that's affecting what you guys are doing in uh, in A-ball right now? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I'll, I'll look at – I follow all the uh, Cardinals accounts on Twitter and everything, so you see everything that's going on. But, um, like like you said, like, we're playing every day, so we're just worried about the game that night. So, not really overthinking about it too much. But, yeah, it's it's, it's actually crazy to see because guys like – we had Paul DeYoung playing with us in uh, in Palm Beach for yeah. a couple of so it was cool to meet him and everything, and then now he got traded. So that was kind of the first kind of major league player that I've like got to meet that I've seen got get traded. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's different. Cardinals aren't used to being in the situation where they're trading off pieces. You know, they're usually the one that are acquiring people to uh, to to move towards the playoffs, and uh, just not going to happen this year. Um, and I'm sure you saw the the trades that they made and. Uh, you know, I know guys on the big league roster get a little nervous on trade deadline day. Is there any anxiety for uh, any of you guys in the minor leagues knowing that, hey, there's a possibility some of us might be moved around? I mean, I mean, early in my career, I'm not really thinking about that too much. I mean, I don't really know how much like that would make a difference for a guy like me. But there's definitely players that are at our level that it could be a possibility, like it was a possibility for. I don't really know too much about it, but. Um, just like I said, you just try to think about the game and what you're trying to do that day and executing what you're working on in the cage and defensively. So focused business. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if, and when you do make it up to the major league roster, let's just pretend, let's just pretend right now, everybody who's up there is still there when, when you, when you make your debut, who is the one Cardinal that you would want to sit down and have dinner with that first night? I'd say probably Lars Newport, just because he seems like an awesome guy, like funny guy. I, I didn't get a chance to meet him in spring training, but um, he's an obviously outfielder, lefty hitter, so with a great swing. So I'd love to pick his brain about stuff like that and just how he was in, playing with Japan in the World Baseball Classic. That's all pretty cool stuff to me. So, um, yeah. yeah. Maybe try to bum Shohei Otani's number off of him since they're <laughs> BFF. <laughs> Just I would just want to send a text to Shohei. Just be like, what up? Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Give me some of your size. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, what current player would be the one that you'd ask for if you, you're playing against any of the major league teams that you would ask for the jersey swap after the game, you know how like you know, the the players will do yeah. that with each other. Whose jersey would you eye up if you could have anybody's in baseball? And you can't say Shohei now because we know you love him. Clearly. Uh, I guess I, I guess I'd say uh, Mike Trout because I mean obviously outfielder like he's a New Jersey guy and yeah some, one of the best all around players of all time so I mean I think it'd be cool to have that jersey and give him my jersey as well. <laughs> <laughs> would uh when you were growing up were, were things that Trout did in the area was that like legendary stuff or was it just kind of like oh it's kind of cool he's from this area? Um, I mean. I was so when he got called up, I was well, he, he, I was a young kid, so I mean I didn't know too much about him when he was like going through high school and stuff, but because he's he was from uh, Millville, which is like two hours away, so mm-hmm. wasn't too close to me. And, um, but like obviously once he got to the big leagues, like the whole New Jersey like New Jersey thing blew up, and so we got to I actually got to play their high school um, when I was in high school in like a um, strikeout autism game, and like you see like their uniforms, like they have like like. They have the like all Mike Trout cleats and everything, and like some pretty cool uniform. <laughs> you could tell he went, he went there. <laughs> yeah, nice little donation made by uh, Trout to the school each year. Like, yeah, go ahead, throw the throw the kids some stuff, get them hooked up. Um, you could if you could face any player in Major League history, any 
any pitcher, dead or alive, doesn't matter. One at bat, who would you want to face and why? I think so. As a kid growing up, I always envisioned facing the Red Sox in the in the World Series. So I'd say going up against Pedro Martinez during that 2004 era, maybe. And oh yeah. Against him and in in, in, in uh, towards the end of a start in a big game. <laughs> That's a good one. No, yeah. no, no wanting to hit off R- Rivera and go against that cutter, huh? No, probably not. all right well alex i appreciate you taking time to uh join us here today we want to wish you success with uh the rest of the season and uh the rest of your career hopefully we get a chance to uh hook up with you again at some other point uh next year when you're moving up to double a and maybe triple a you know let's let's make this a thing but uh i appreciate you taking time out to uh be a part of things today no thank you so much it was a blast jd i appreciate it All right. And uh, you guys can follow, as you can see online, you can follow Alex on Twitter if you want to hit him up there. Are you much of a social media guy? I know it's not easy for for athletes when you guys are as busy as you are. Do you get on there much? I mean, yeah, I'm on there pretty much every day. I'm not like I'm not a poster, but I mean, I kind of just check what's going on. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, if you want to give Alex a follow, uh, go ahead and do that. Once again, thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for uh, the wrap-up of this series against the Twins. And then you got the Rockies in town this weekend. And you can do that with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And we will see you next time. Unlocked on Cardinals.